you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how was your weekend? It was okay. My, um... My uncle passed away. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, so I was with my family for the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a rough weekend. Um, I was out of town. Um, I spoke at uh, well before the weekend even started. Um, Thursday was the Addies, and I knew we had won awards, and for our clients, like I'm usually supporting most of our campaigns but I didn't realize my name was going to be on every one of them so and the Addies were Thursday I didn't go to the ceremony but um our company accepted the awards for everything and then I went out of town Friday because I spoke at a conference on Saturday um that went well then I got back last night at like midnight because our flight had mechanical issues and everything so I'm, I know. I ain't getting in bed till like one thirty this morning. I'm so tired. Um, so, yeah, it was a long weekend, but it was successful and productive weekend overall. So, what's happening in media, if you got anything? So, um, just an update on Jesse. Mm-hmm. He got indicted on... 16 felony counts. Yeah. That's a lot. I still feel like... I, feel I don't like know. I know still feel truth. like it's fishy. It doesn't... Yeah. I'm not... I can't say he's guilty. I just have, feel like I've seen enough mm-hmm. information. There's been so much information that, for me, it just it just seems weird. Mm-hmm. I don't... I can't say he's guilty. I can't say he's not guilty. I can't say anything right now because I still feel like... It was too much. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know. I mean, the jury came to that decision. Yeah. And I don't know. It just seems weird. It I does. still don't understand the supposed motive. I still don't. I still. I don't understand it. And I haven't read anything. Yeah. Any evidence to make me think it makes sense for him to do that. Right. I just don't get it. Right. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, like I said, I just want to know the truth at this point because I'm confused. <laughs> but. Um, I guess we'll see how everything turns out through, I guess, is he going to trial again? I'm not sure. I mean, but then a a couple days before this, there's some, like, internal investigation on the, um, uh, on, like, the evidence and stuff like that because people, uh, hospital workers are in his files. Oh, Lord. So there's just a lot of minutiae. Yeah. It's just a lot of minutia to yeah. me about it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then I have another another follow-up with just R. Kelly. He sat down with Gail. Um, I watched it. And mm-hmm. I I felt like no one believes you. Like, take that back. Some people do. I don't know how. I do not. <laughs> he looked like I, a plum fool. I stand firm. I still think he's guilty. Yes. Um, nothing he did solidified it for me. Him crying didn't make me think no, anything. Absolutely. Not. Um, him talking to the girlfriends that didn't help. They nope. he made it worse. They didn't need to speak. No. Especially the one girl who had all the attitude. <laughs> I forget what uh uh what is her name? Uh Ezreal. Yeah, Ezreal. Ezreal. She can hit it, okay? <laughs> I was sitting there like, mind your manners, young lady. <laughs> Speaking to Gail, doing all of this. But you know, even I, though I, I agree with you, because I was like, okay, child, you can bring it, bring it, bring it on down. It Let me tell you something, I was Gail. Uh, sweetie, <laughs> do you want to finish this interview? You better put that finger down, stop flipping that hair, and calm down. Gail was doing an impeccable job. I think I would have been fine with Robert, with uh, but little that one. I'd have been like, girl, maintain your tone. <laughs> but Respe- she look. You're with an elder. Respect your elders. Okay? 
But you know, but even I felt the same way as you. But then at the same time, I felt like sad for them because I'm like, they are deep in this. Like, yeah, I didn't believe anything they said. I I wonder because I do believe he's gonna go to jail. But I I wonder like what happens how to will them? they recover from who knows because this? like she, Jesus years of therapy. She asked, you know, what are you guys doing with your lives? What are you? And they're like, mm, not music, no. not what they wanted to do. Well, the the sassafras well, yeah. apparently never wanted to do music, which lies on lies. How, how, how you even get here, then, girl? Okay, you <laughs> like, did. And 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 she was like, well, I don't know, but you know, whatever we decide, Rob will support us. It's like, he ain't got no money to support himself. You're 20 something, you have no idea. You're not even trying to figure it out either. You're just following him around. Mm-hmm. You're getting so defensive. Like, mm-hmm. at least the other one was calm. Mm-hmm. I just felt like, girl, settle down. Yeah. Because, um, like, when she asked about, like, do they all sleep with each other? She was getting a little shook. <laughs> I mean, shook. <laughs> I was like, ooh, hit a soft spot? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, um, I just, you know, I hope once he does go to jail everything that they get a lot of help that I feel like they will need to uh, try to have a normal life after all of this. We'll see. And the one thing I just want to bring up, I'm so tired of bringing up Harvey. People, like, what is getting on my nerves is one, they're like, where is his special? He has had several. The whole Me Too movement was about him. But the thing is, is you're not interested in hearing Harvey's or Harvey's victim story. You're not interested at all. You only bring up Harvey and, like, Ellis and Woody Allen when y'all don't want to face, like, a deflection to me. Mm -hmm. There are documentaries on all of them. Mm -hmm. There are think pieces on all of them. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of information. But the thing is, you're not concerned with them. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. But don't bring that up. Don't be concerned with them. Don't bring that up when the heat is on someone, Mm -hmm. frankly, you don't know. But the heat is on someone who you like their career. Because my thing was, like... Um, Honestly, he still got his day. He's still I want to say his trial is coming up. He yeah. still he has things that are coming. His time in court will come. He got multiple and, trials going on at the same time. And my thing is, is keep the energy when he's in in, in court and going mm-hmm. through the trial. Mm-hmm. You won't because y'all don't care. But I just right. hate how you bring it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I hate this idea. And like Nick Cannon was posting stuff that he was getting on my nerves, talking about you know, uh, where's his special? He has. A couple. People. Have you seen them? Y'all don't care about it. And that's what's irritating. Mm-hmm. If you genuinely cared, mm-hmm. then it would be a different thing. But you only bring it up. And they make it so this whole, it's the black man. Look. There I'm, are times that the black man is trying to be held down. This ain't one of them times. I agree. <laughs> like, but I also feel like I'm never going to um, change my opinion because he's black even if the white man's getting away with wrong, it he's wrong yeah i'm not gonna say well the black man gotta get away for two because the white man got away with it mm-hmm. no he needs to he need to be have he needs to have his consequences and so does the white man right do you know what i'm saying I like i get i get so tired and i still see that and i mean y'all really defending someone you don't even know and it's even worse to me where it's like celebrities that have a platform are, are defending just spewing them. and then they're not open to people that are trying to correct them like I and I be like especially for ones that I follow I'm like I'm really trying not to unfollow you but you pushing me to the limit and like, respect people for their opinion mm-hmm. sometimes they can respond to people like shut up you don't know what you're talking this about this is one like, thing if people don't think he's guilty fine I'm not going to call you stupid I'm mm-hmm. not going to hard debate you if mm-hmm. you don't feel he's guilty okay right I disagree same that's right. just what it is yeah yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't even really much to go back and forth about. Right. You you know what I mean? But yeah. whatever. Speaking of that, I did finish I did watch the Michael one. I did too. And I'll just say, because I have other stuff I want to talk about, so I'll keep this brief. Mm-hmm. It's definitely disturbing. Mm-hmm. I think for this one it's harder for me. Like R. Kelly was like guilty. Michael, I feel challenged. I mm-hmm. struggle. Mm-hmm. Um Um, do I think it's possible? Sure. I mm-hmm. can't say it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was tough. I don't know. I still don't know how I feel right now. To me. Being honest. To me, it seems like he did that ish. I- I'm going to be completely honest because like before the documentary or whatever, I always thought, first of all, even if he didn't do that ish, 
having his kids sleep with him and his that was weird. That was, that was always weird. weird. I, and I people agree. always just gave him a pass because of the trauma that he dealt with. But it's like you can't give people because they dealt with trauma a pass for behavior that's not acceptable. So that's number one. I always felt like that was weird, and people just gave him a pass because he was Michael. But then seeing the documentary, I'm like, and especially the one he had, like, the wedding, the fake wedding rings from when they acted mm-hmm. like they, I'm like, he still has this ish, like. Mm. Like I said, it's disturbing, mm-hmm. and it challenges me. I'm mm-hmm. still not going to say he not not guilty. I'm just saying mm-hmm. right now, I'm just like, I'm just disturbed, mm-hmm. and I don't know. And even <laughs> in their descriptions with, with Jesus, their descriptions of what happened it wasn't, I feel like if they were trying to lie, they would have been like, oh yeah, he just had sex with us every time. But it wasn't even that. Sometimes it was just watching each other. Sometimes it was just like touching. So I'm like, mm, it sounds like he might have did that ish. So I don't know. And then I think this is one of the cases where we'll never know because he's no longer here. So but it was definitely like it was disturbing yeah they're I, all disturbing yeah yeah they're yeah. very chilling but i do just, agree that for a lot of people this one is it's harder. challenging and it's a couple factors that go into it being harder one is michael like period um two is that the back and forth with them like for at one point they were defending him then they didn't defend him it and makes think, people doubtful for right, sure right right even though for some people that's part of the process of like healing but um at the end of the day it was a lot and it was disturbing and to me some of it is believable but i can't disagree with you on that. and even um after michael passed like i think within a month the second trial that he got acquitted of the father committed suicide because he felt like his son would never get justice now. And I'm like, ain't nobody doing that over something that didn't happen. But, I don't know. So, moving on. Um, oh, Lord, I lost my place. Mm. Uh, to some happier news. Yes. Congratulations to J-Lo and A-Rod. They got engaged. Mm-hmm. And then today I read a story. <laughs> I was about to say, right after. <laughs> accusing A-Rod, another former baseball player, mm-hmm. that he was cheating. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to say, I hope that's not true. Yeah. Um, uh, it's certainly convenient that he want to now say something. Right. I mean, they've been you together for two years. So, brother, save it. <laughs> And I also feel like if you really felt that type of way, you would approach J-Lo and her people and tell her. When people mm-hmm. do stuff like this, it's like, if you really you felt just, yeah. like he's wrong, then mm-hmm. why not talk say to her people, sooner. say something sooner, or talk to her people instead mm-hmm. of just putting it on Twitter. Yeah. That that's was all I'm saying. Because you have a direct, you, I'm sure he could have got there. Got to her people or, or whatever. Like, it's possible when you're already in the mix. Yeah. He could have found it out. So I just feel like, yeah. Um. I still hope it's not true. I hope they work out. We mm-hmm. know J Lo's been through it. She's been engaged. She's been married before. Mm-hmm. I actually like them together. I mm-hmm. think they make a cute couple. So mm-hmm. here's hoping he isn't cheating mm-hmm. and that they, they can. can be solid and have right. their lives. Especially because their kids are intertwined. I know a lot messier than when she was before, like Mark Anthony. Yeah. So also congratulations to Chance the rapper. He got married this past weekend, uh-huh. well, yesterday, and it looked like a very pretty wedding, and mm-hmm. I liked his uh, wife's dress, so okay. congrats, and I want <laughs> to talk about Pharrell's new music festival, mm-hmm. Something in the Water. I like, first of all, I like that it was in uh, Virginia Beach. I know, it's because I feel like... Although she can't go this year. I know. I was mad too. Uh, hopefully successful so he'll do it again and yeah. I'll be at next year. Right. Unless yeah. Rihanna drops new music and I'll be at Coachella. <laughs> okay? So <laughs> we'll see how 2019 pans out. Yeah. Because I may be at something in the water in 2021. Because <laughs> if she going to be at Coachella... I'm back in the desert. (laughs) So, just making that But yeah, I was like, dang it, because that's just such a busy weekend. But yeah. So, I think, I hope it's successful. Mm -hmm. And then I want to talk about, I feel like this 
nostalgia eras in the culture right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as we all know, the Millennium Tour is next month. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. <laughs> and FUBU is coming back. Mm-hmm. Baby Fat just decided to come back. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then there's this... Now... <laughs> I'll wait for them But I just feel like I just want to say shout out to the nostalgia Because I enjoy it And I think there's actually a real desire for it Yeah Because I just feel like I'm not saying current music isn't nice We don't like it But I think there's something very pure about certain area, mm-hmm. eras of music mm-hmm. That I don't feel like we have currently mm-hmm. I feel like one Today's industry it's because there's so many platforms mm-hmm. and there's so many different off artists. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of mainstream artists. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's just people. It's yes. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's very thinner. right. It's yeah. very different when like when we were younger when it was like these were it, mm-hmm. but there was so much more and like when you had to go get your CD or when you were literally oh, yeah. on wire. Like it was just a different <laughs> right a different industry. Yeah. So I just feel like it was purer to me, or mm-hmm. maybe it was more like excitement. Now that's it's not saying it's too much because I'm not saying it's never too much, mm-hmm. but it's just different. Yeah, it's just a different energy that I don't know. I enjoy the nostalgia. I get what you're saying. Um, and then there's another tour that I think is kind of weird. Is Nelly, TLC, and Flowrider coming out with a summer tour? Okay. What do you mean okay? You don't think that's weird? <laughs> I can uh, someone see TLC and Nelly. I was about to say they see Flo like Rider. Who? Who said that? Who's that? Who have you ever been included? What? I feel Flo like Rider. Flow Rider. Flow Rider. Girl, you don't annoy me. He Flow Rider. Uh, maybe he gonna open for them. <laughs> Flow Rider is for. Not the same crowd that Nelly and TLC is for. Not to me. Right. Not but to But I me. don't know who Flowrider crowd is at this point. Flowrider's crowd aren't, to me, people of color. <laughs> oh, sure. I'm going to be honest. I don't well, really... Well, that go for a lot of rappers now, but yeah. No, no. Not <laughs> the way Flowrider put your hands in the air, air. <laughs> Boots with the fur. That's the only song we've ever liked. And then I got old. So <laughs> tell me, outside of Boots with the Fur, what other song, listen, guys listening, what other Flowrider song do you know other than Boots with the Fur that you also at one point in time enjoyed? Because we can't lie. We always Boots with the Fur. Like, we can't even lie on that. Now, outside of that, name another Flowrider song. You felt was a hit. Even if it was a back in the day and you currently feel embarrassed that you liked it. What's you looking it up, ain't you? <laughs> What's another Florida song? The low well, you already said that put your hands up one with T Pain. That was No, that's not that wasn't even with T Pain. Yes, it was. Boots with the fur. No, I said you already said the one That's with- it. That's it. No, that's no one knows the other ones. Yeah, well, yeah low. That was low fun. is boots with the fur. It was? That's the Ooh, same song? Shush. Yes. <laughs> That is the same song. Oh, yeah. I had to go back. Moving on. Because you annoying me now. Moving on. Oh, yeah. That was the same song. Yeah. <laughs> the only song I believe most people know. If you know more. I feel like there's another one. I just can't think of what it is. Why can't you? <laughs> could you name two T-Pain songs? You could. You could if you thought about it. Yeah. Could you name two Sierra songs? You could if you thought about it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right, right. Now, Flo Rida. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. I'm bad at song names on the song. Oh, shush, shush, shush. No, you you know this. It's been proven. No, but you can name uh, more than one T Pay song. I believe you can name more than one Sierra song. You certainly can name more than one. I mean, you can name more than one. (laughs) You could probably even name. You know even more than one Nelly song. Yeah, you do. Probably, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the point I'm saying is, do you know more than Boots with the Fur? No, like a lot of people. Like a lot of people. I don't know why I feel like there was another popular one, but I just can't think of it. And we move on, case closed. <laughs> My last one is just a, uh, uh, just 
to rest in peace to those who didn't survive that plane crash in yeah. Philadelphia. And apparently this is like the second type of plane that went down in this fashion. So mm-hmm. I'm like, they need to yeah. check into this. Yeah. And why is this happening again? And I get it. Uh, plane crashes certainly don't happen in the same way as like an automobile uh, crash. However, mm-hmm. they're still very serious. They take a lot of lives. Mm-hmm. And so I just hope they're really investigating it. Yeah, for everyone. Like, this sheesh. is like the second type of that plane. Yeah. To happen, yeah. so yeah, um, but that's pretty much it for me. Okay, so we had a question of the week. It was, "Who is the first person you call when you're in trouble?" Um, so we had late to the party. Pod said, "My mama, she drive me crazy. She probably gonna cuss me out, but the woman get ish done. I could be in a dirt hole in the Middle East, and I know my mama gonna come get me." Um, the traveling belly said, I'm working, calling myself, what? I'm working. I think she's working on calling herself, something like that. Oh, okay. But right now it's their mama. Got you. Uh, headshot1906, parents, oh snap, Ash is here. To mama, um, illfam79, my wife, freak of nature, said, well, the first I call on is Jesus, but then it's mama. Reese P said, my sister, Africa Wilkins said, Jesus, he never leads me astray. Um, Slim Wilden again said, myself, and then black girls with no rhythm said, my mother. And then Facebook, Aria, my cousin, said, the Lord said, depends on the type of trouble. If I got one call, my mother might not answer. Factual, factual, factual. (laughs) My aunt, don't be answering the phone. That's actually facts. I can confirm that. <laughs> and then uh, Jasmine says, my mother. So for me, it's my mother. She, mm-hmm. I call her when ain't nothing wrong. So if something's wrong, she would be the first person I call always in mm-hmm. any situation. Well, for me, it does depend on the situation, but it's probably you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, Probably. I mean, I would have to really do something crazy where I couldn't call my mother. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that would be because I feel like I could always call my mother. Mm-hmm. But if not, then it would be you. Mm-hmm. If I, although I feel like when I call you, you don't never answer on the first ring, so I don't know about that. On the first ring, like I typically call you, you don't answer, and you call me back. Oh, I got you. I you think, know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know why. So I don't know if I would want to call you. <laughs> But my second one probably, well, it did, like I said, it depends on the situation, but like maybe my dad, he's always my emergency contact, <laughs> no matter where I'm at. But so probably him would be second. All right. Anything with TV? No. Okay. Look, I won't be updated till <laughs> sometime within the month. I'm, I'm busy, I'm living, I'm thriving. No, I'm really just busy with work. <laughs> it's that annual meeting again. Yeah. And I just don't have time. Although I was told this is us. Randall was, I was going to really be upset at Randall. So I do want to try to watch that tonight. You might be. But I was told you're going to be mad at Randall. And I said, oh. (laughs) So I am going to try to watch it after we finish. Mm -hmm. But I am behind on so much. But Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't have any time this weekend. Yeah. And I've been working late. Mm -hmm. And when I come home, I'm like just tired. So I don't. I'm not paying attention to put anything on. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping maybe I can watch a little this weekend. But mm-hmm. I do want to get caught up so that we can have TV segments again. Okay, that's I'm, fine. I'm leading us astray. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not pressed. It's cool. The one new show, because I, with this daggone flight delay, I was in the airport longer than planned. So I had like four extra hours in the airport. Um, own they have this new show where it's like people that are engaged with their families don't get along. I saw a preview of that and I thought, mm. so I watched the first episode because, like I said, I had time to wait. And Lord, these people and the the thing with them is the first episode the families didn't necessarily not get along. They just didn't want them married. <laughs> that was all that it was. The families got along fine. No, they just don't agree with the two people getting married. Right and. Um, the husband, well, the fiance's best friend, he like brought the tea. He was like, Oh, I don't agree with them getting married because he be acting up, you know what we do. 
And then she was like, well, what, what you do? That? What that's you what mean? She, that's what she said. What type of friend are you, brother? And, and let me tell you something. Well, sorry. that's what he said. She was like, why, why would you, your friend? Why would you sit and let your friend do that and he's mm-hmm. engaged to someone? Right. Sometimes, brothers. She's like, why you wait till now to check him? I do wonder about male friends, friendships, accountability, and integrity. Mm-hmm. I won't go down that path today. Maybe you have to do that when we got some male guests on But sometimes I wonder about y'all integrity and mm-hmm. y'all friendships. Because mm-hmm. I feel like women, not saying some women friendships won't let their friend cheat. Because that right. happens. Right. But I feel like I hear it more with a woman with a woman checking her mm-hmm. woman friend mm-hmm. than with men. They should be like, it's wrong, but. Right. Right. And so that's what she was saying because she was like, that's not even my side of the family with the issue. She was like, your friend brought the issue and then he didn't want, the fiance didn't want to talk about it. She's like, but your friend brought it here. So like you, the people that you brought to advocate for your side is the one who brought the issues and now you don't want to talk about it. Um, and so that like blew up basically because they spent three days in a house together to work through the issues or whatever. That kind of blew up the whole weekend. And so, at the end of the show, they decided not to get married. And then, it turns out, even though he was denying it the whole weekend that they was on the show and they kept bringing it up, he was cheating. Mm. And so, they are no longer engaged. Well, I guess, then it's a good thing they did do it. Yeah. Because she probably wouldn't have found out. But it's still, um, that's still whack. Yeah. So, but it was interesting. Like I said, I just watched it because I had time to waste, but now I might have to keep up with the dad. This sounds interesting. It was. Because, <laughs> like, you know, they had a therapist there and they gave them activities or whatever, but they literally, they got through an activity and a half because <laughs> that thing came up and they was talking about that the rest of the weekend. Well, you can't drop that. I mean, right. And he just kept saying, I don't want to talk about cheating. it. We already dealt with this. I don't want to talk about it. No. And she's no. like, no, you, your best friend that came here and brought it up. So now we're going to talk about it and we're going to discuss it. I wonder how their friendship will be. Yeah. After this. Yeah. They're going to keep being friends. <laughs> I, I don't believe they're going to stop being friends. But yeah. And then he, the best friend, even went to her mother and was like, oh, I don't think they need to be together because I know how he is when she's not around. I'm like, you just telling everybody, but you're not checking your friend. Like, that's the weirdest thing. Or you could have came to her before you got in his house. So then right, before y'all came on like, national TV. <laughs> what is this? If you were that concerned, you could have said, I feel like he's being inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Even if you didn't say what he did. Right. You could just say, I feel like he's being inappropriate. Yeah. And y'all in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I wonder about y'all. Brothers, <laughs> we gonna have to talk about that with some fellas. They gonna do what they gonna do, ain't they? <laughs> Niggas gonna need. Hmm. <laughs> so our topic. Side note. Go ahead. Just we're gonna start having uh 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 NGN moments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Then we'll have the niggas going nig moment of the week. In gym <laughs> Because I was talking to this guy and you know, you kinda get to the part of like, Oh, what are you here for? Mm-hmm. And he said, Just friends with benefits and I was like, Oh well Not what I want. But I mean thanks for being honest. I though. said, Well I appreciate your honesty, but like that's what I'm looking for. I was like, So I don't know, this I guess it stops here. Yeah. Like L O L joking. He's like shaking her head. Yeah, you gonna be that way. Da, 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 da. Why are you getting upset? But you felt like you could be honest, so why can I not be honest with you? And when I was like, why are you like upset? I'm like, we want two different things. Yeah. You're not getting in my pants, so I'm very sure you're not gonna want to continue talking to me. Right. Like, why do you want to waste your time? Like, but you got like a whole attitude, brother. I mean, I, I know men don't like being rejected either, but... But it wasn't out of, I don't like, why right. I don't, I'm not attracted to you, because I don't know you enough to like you. He's mm-hmm. a cute guy, but, like, you're interested in this. Right. I'm, like, on the other side, mm-hmm. not wanting that. Mm-hmm. So, what's the point of going there? Right. I agree. I know Negroes won't stop. They'll mm-hmm. never stop. That's the problem. Well, that's why they... But I'm going to put my boundaries on and say, this is what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for that. Mm-hmm. So, whether or not you... You be like, oh, let's still be friends. No, That's what I was about to say. I'm so surprised he didn't say that. Let's be friends. Let's still be friends. He, he got an attitude. <laughs> so did you unmatch with him? I just start responding. Oh, okay. I don't know. Look, I'm about to open and see if he unmatched with me. That happened with uh, the uh, Caucasian brother I was talking to. He got <laughs> upset, and then I'm like, why y'all get up? Why y'all get mad? Because when they honest, they don't like 
when you're on its back, essentially. Well, if I don't want what you want, I whatever. You should right. find what you want. Yeah, I agree. And and at least be with someone who wants the same things you want. So then it's easier. Yeah, I agree. Well, you didn't match. Oh, so. Yeah. You know. Anyway, that's that NGN moment <laughs> of the week. Okay. Um, so our topic today is about office politics. We all, well, me and Shanae and I work in the office. And so sometimes, well, oftentimes we have to deal with office politics. And so we just wanted to kind of go over some of the ways that we deal with it or some of the ways that we've found to deal with it to kind of, uh, I guess, survive, uh, the office working environment in many situations. So. Um, what we have a couple articles, of course, and so one is the seven powerful habits to win in office politics, and um, one is that just to be aware that you have a choice, because you know sometimes in the office, if someone asks, I'm doing air quotes, you to do something, sometimes you feel like you don't have a choice, but I did have to learn that, and I kind of got a lesson in this today too, but. You always have a choice. Like, you can always say no, especially, like, if it's not a requirement of you to do, then you can definitely say no, and, like, you shouldn't feel bad about that. I would agree. I think it could be tricky, depending on who's asking you. Yeah, that's true. Um, But I do feel like don't, especially because I will bring an age in this, because I do feel like that makes it worse, Mm -hmm. being a young person Mm -hmm. dealing with office politics. Mm -hmm. I feel like they try to sometimes take advantage of that Mm -hmm. um and like i think for me i think it's just the way you express the no that's true feel me yeah so that it doesn't cause too much like back chatter because i know at organizations that i've worked in you know you could say no and then they'll like talk to your boss you know what i mean it becomes its own thing Mm -hmm. which is very irritating right so i just think it's the way you tell people no or Mm -hmm. sometimes like if you don't feel comfortable just saying no i think my best suggestion is say like you're too busy Mm -hmm. can somebody else help yeah that's a better way to get out of it so it don't seem like you're saying no you're just busy with other stuff if you don't feel comfortable she's comfortable i'll say no like it's funny because I'm not good at saying no so my um supervisor I think she did this like maybe after like her six months um she gave me this little robot for my desk and it's a no bot and so she's like had me face it to people when they come to my desk because she like they be interrupting your time and it takes you longer to get stuff done so just tell them no so usually if I tell people no they already know if they go to ask my supervisor, she just going to tell them no again. <laughs> like, they like, if Sydney for sure says no, then she just really no. won't say no, right? Because oftentimes they come to me first to try to circumvent my supervisor and get me to agree to something. And I'll be like, mm, I don't think that's going to work, but you can check with her. And they'd be like, well, I was asking you first. I'm like, well, then it's enough. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you because she's going to just say the same thing I just told you. I feel like people go to my boss to get her to say yes because mm. they know I'll tell so her. So it's like that. opposite for us too. I really do because like <laughs> I said, I don't have a problem saying no. So mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes they do that mm-hmm. to get her. Because then it's like I can't, yeah. in certain circumstances, I can't tell her no. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like I feel like they do the opposite mm-hmm. because I say no. Right, that's funny. <laughs> and so then habit number two is know what you're trying to achieve in your office. What's wrong? Nothing. I just... Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, Knowing what you're trying to achieve while you're in your position. And I do think it's always good to have, like, a growth strategy or a plan while you're in your job. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're, like, trying to leave quickly. But it does mean that, like, you know what you want to do and you know what you want to get from your position while you're there. You know the areas that you want to grow in. And, like, try not to remain stagnant. Because I know a lot of people, they can get in a position and, like, just be comfortable there and end up staying there forever. So, it's, like, know what your goals are and try to achieve them. And that can even be, like, sometimes doing things that are outside of your job description. um, Or, like, helping people on projects that you don't necessarily have to. Volunteering when you don't necessarily have to. um, Just because you know what you're trying to get and you know where you're trying to go. I think that's a double-edged word, though, because 
Um, I don't know. I just think people take advantage. So I just think you have to even be careful when you're trying to help people. Yeah, that's true. Because I feel like if you know how to do it, put on your resume. It's not you don't necessarily have to actually do it. Mm-hmm. And if they're not going to be compensating, like mm-hmm. you need to be clear when it's an independent project or mm-hmm. when it starts becoming more. Then it's the conversation of, are you updating my job description? Am I being compensated? Don't mm-hmm. be fooled. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or but I think I was coming from the perspective of like something that you don't know how to do. And you're trying to learn how to do it. Helping out people just so that you can understand that aspect of their job a little bit more. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, for example, at my um, job, we've had a lot of our front desk people move into other positions. So, a lot of times, they'll try to help out since they it's not like they have a full plate. Um, they try to help out so that they can learn another position within the agency and move up. And I think, like, three of our front desk people have done that and moved into, like, higher positions within our company. So, I know that's something that they do all the time. Number three is focus on your circle of influence. So even if you don't like have a lot of control in your position, um, make sure that you're aware of like the people around you and even the policies that you can influence and like speaking up on them and how they affect you. Because even if you're like an entry level or whatever, if something affects you, if a policy affects you in your job, then you should definitely give input and not feel like you don't have influence over it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I've never been a person... I've never really shot away from giving my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's only gotten bigger as I've gotten... just been longer in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like... Especially, I just think it's about your delivery. When you give me your opinion and you have, like, facts and you have, like, actual real thought, people will start to take you more seriously. Because, like, for example, like... I'm the youngest person in our office, but people always say, like, I'm an influencer. I can always convince everybody to do anything. Mm-hmm. But that's only because when I'm making my points, I make sure they're solid. Right. You know what I mean? That's true. So when you give your opinion, that's an opportunity for people to see you in a new light. So, mm-hmm. like, give your thoughts because it affects you, but also, like, let them see you more, especially if you're a low-level employee. Yeah. It lets them see more of your ability or your, your thought process. Mm-hmm. Do you ever speak on, like, areas where it, like, may not directly affect you, but you just have... Sure, why not? Why not? <laughs> why not? Why <laughs> not? Yeah, I feel If there's a, a form where you can, mm-hmm. it's different if they didn't ask you, like, you know, mind your business. Mm-hmm. But if there's a form where they ask you mm-hmm. or there's a space where you can... Why not? It doesn't have to affect you for that opinion on it, especially if you know something about it. If you just feel passionate about certain things, mm-hmm. if they don't take your advice, they don't take it. But they also see that look at look at look at my employee who's thinking about things that's not even in her wheelhouse mm-hmm. and still thinking of things of being more effective or being more whatever. Mm-hmm. It's still to me a plus for you mm-hmm. to just speak when you have the opportunity to speak, even if it's not in your job description or in your department. Mm-hmm. Just I make sure that. it's solid. I was about to say, because I, I, we've dealt with stuff where it's like people speaking on things that don't influence them, and then they speak up and they say the wrong thing, and then I got to go back and be like, can y'all not listen to them because they was wrong? Like, And so it's like, make sure, like you said, make sure what you said is like solid and there's no questions that need to be asked about it. Or if you're not sure, go ask somebody before you speak up about it and sound stupid because you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, next one, I don't know if I really agree with this, but it says to not take sides in the office, to, like, always try to um, make sure that you're not shifted to one side in any disagreements in the office. And I don't really agree I think that. not have visible sides. Mm-hmm. I think you can take sides, but don't let it be visible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's really playing office politics. Mm-hmm. If I'm on your side, visibly, I'm neutral. Mm-hmm. But between you and I, I'm on your side. Mm-hmm. Now, depending on how sneaky you are, you'd be on both people's sides. <laughs> that's that's too much. <laughs> I personally think you could choose a side because if you think someone's right and they're right, you think somebody's wrong and they're wrong, that's fine. But right. basically, it's none of your business. Because mm-hmm. okay. if it doesn't concern you, mm-hmm. you don't need to put... That's a moment where you don't need to put your opinion in. Mm-hmm. But if you... But if you feel like a certain area is right or you or your colleague or your friend that you work with, you feel like they're right, you let them know. I, I do think... You were right in the situation. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that you think they're right. <laughs> right. It's true. no one's business. Mm-hmm. It's no one's business. And you visibly taking a side, especially 
as a low level employee ain't the move. Mm-hmm. And that's so office politic tip for me. Okay. Okay. Um, because if you're trying to maneuver, you need people to feel comfortable to come talk to you. Mm-hmm. And if they feel like you on a side, then they you won't. don't get the intel. <laughs> I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Office politics, like, there's a level at every organization, so you can't completely be out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't believe anyone can, I don't do office politics. No one, and I say I don't really do them. I do them enough because you have to participate mm-hmm. in a... For me, at least at my organizations I've been at, you got to participate a little bit if mm-hmm. you have a culture that has that. Because, mm-hmm. like, ain't nothing going to get done on your behalf <laughs> right. if you don't get in the game. Mm-hmm. However, you don't get in the game to harm people, to, to like, maneuver people. Mm-hmm. And even when you get an intel, you're not using it to harm someone. You just know what's going on. Right. Right. That's true. Knowledge is power. I'm not, you're not, for me at least, I don't use it to... To now I'm gonna tell her what she told me. Or right. I don't know nothing all the time, <laughs> but I know everything at the same time. Right. Because it's no one's business, mm-hmm. but you just kind of know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important to be visibly not on anyone's side. Do you sometimes, because I know you're close with some of the people you work with, like have like tea time with like just your circle of people, like girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we ride the elevator. <laughs> Ride the elevator. That's funny. And we talk. Mm-hmm. Um, or we text each other. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, but it's all like, just like internal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Visibly, I I do because like in the office, you can tell what people are cool with. I'm about to say yeah. And it's easy, so it's cool not with. like you act like you don't speak to your friend in the office. It's not like that. Yeah. But when things start going south, you just stay cool. You don't get too involved. Like you hear, you hear, you just hear people out. Mm-hmm. And like for me, if like a, if a friend was in a situation at work and um, because I'm visibly neutral, I have intel of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So then I can go back to her and say, this is what they're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you can help your people, but privately. That's why to me it's important to be neutral. Have you ever been, you wanted to stay neutral in a situation and gotten brought in anyways? Uh, not really. I mean, because if I'm, if I'm, the thing is, I'm not, here's the thing about staying neutral. I also believe in honesty. Mm-hmm. So if I'm asked, did you think this was right or wrong? I'm going to be honest about same, it. Same. But it's only when I'm asked. Outside right. of that, I'm staying neutral. Okay. So if I'm asked, oh, did you think that was the right plan of action? I'll say, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. And I'll say why. Yeah. Cause I, I, that's happened to me before I got brought in. And I didn't, I wasn't going to say nothing because I was just like, you know, whatever, it's dealing with people in the office. But they brought me in, they asked, and I was like, oh, yeah, I was there, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, you wasn't going to come tell us? I'm like, no, because to me, I was fine dealing with the situation. Like, I was cool navigating it myself without having to involve anyone else. But the person who who was directly affected, they felt like they had to bring me in. To like vouch for what they were saying and what they were saying was true so i'm like yeah that happened but i wasn't gonna say nothing because it's not i don't care yeah (laughs) i don't care um so number five is don't get too personal with anyone that you have in the office um so remember that these are just co-workers and allies but not friends and i don't necessarily agree with that i mean i think if you develop a general friendship but i think you just need to be sure because i do think people will play upon that. Sure. Where that you could think they're friends and then something happens and you're like, what the heck? Yeah. Um, for me I do have some genuine friendships in my office, but I also feel like they're my friends. I talk to them outside of work. I mm-hmm. hang out with them outside of work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's extended period of time where I know they're my friends. Yeah. Then you just have coworkers you cool with. Mm-hmm. And even though you cool with them, you never trust anyone hundred percent. Right. Yeah. I'm be honest. Mm-hmm. Even your allies. <laughs> People switch up. I'm just saying. That's true. And at the end of the day, it's work. And it is work. So, like, if you feel like you could trust your friends, like the friends that I do have at work, I do can, I can trust. Yeah. The trust is mutual. Yeah. We are each other's true allies. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But for those who I may be cool with, kiki with, but it's not on that level, I don't believe you wouldn't do anything to cause them. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. It's like the distinction between if you were no longer at this job, would you speak to these that's people? That's really, for me, that's what it is. And, like, I have two of those. Like, we going to keep talking till forever. And I've had friends who've left my organization and I still hang out with them and I still talk to them. Yeah. Um, and so for me it's 
uh, I think you should be careful. I don't think you should be so paranoid where, because I feel like I feel like people who are so CYA are annoying mm-hmm. to the point where it's like calm so down. CYA, cover your ass. Oh okay. Never heard that. Term. No, not the C, not the acronym. No. Uh, well, <laughs> people who are so like paranoid about everything, everyone's out to get them. Home. Yeah. Those, Those people are annoying. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. And so it's like you don't even be on that level. Yeah. But once again, it's silently. Yeah. Like I feel like to me to be successful at work sometimes in a in a corporate style. Um, for me, and then especially as an expressive woman of color as I am, mm-hmm. is they don't know what I'm feeling. Never. <laughs> I think most people at my job, they just always think I'm a happy person. Sometimes they begin on my last nerve, but they don't know that. They don't even know anything <laughs> I'm feeling at any mm-hmm. point in time unless I'm articulate it. And I was about to say, the only person I think knows when I'm like irritated at work is like the two people that I would call friends outside of work. Yeah, They're the only ones, because then I was like, Girl, like <laughs> they can tell when I'm like frustrated. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just feel like, yeah, you should always keep one eye open. Yeah, I agree. Um, habit number six is seeking to understand coworkers before seeking to be understood. I feel like that goes for anybody, to be honest. Not just coworkers. I think that's a good habit to have in general. Um, but. I guess they're saying specifically in the office, try to understand one another because you're working together. I think, I think I agree. I, but I also feel like there's a limit. I think it's really, um, to me, I think the the most benefit at work is learning how they receive information. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. To me, like, works you don't really have to understand them, but you, you know how they like to be communicated with. That's true. I'm just being honest. That's like, true. it's nice. Mm-hmm. But for people you don't mesh with, where mm-hmm. it's like I don't get it, mm-hmm. I don't feel like you need to waste your time trying to get it. <laughs> I think you need to come to a place and be like, okay, I don't care for her or I don't get it. Yeah. But how can I communicate with her where she'll receive it? Yeah. And that's more of what I focus on. I because that. for me, it's work. And if I'm not interested in making friends with you, I don't really care how much we really. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm the person where, like, I don't need to kiki. I don't need to have small talk. Same. I'm cool. <laughs> Same. And no hostility, but, like, I don't need to know what you did this weekend. <laughs> oh, my God, right? I could care less. Yeah. That doesn't mean I wish you any harm. I hope you had a good one, but I don't need to hear about it. <laughs> right. I don't care. Yeah. And you don't care about mine. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. <laughs> I don't know why we have to have these awkward chats while I'm toasting my bagel. I just want to toast my bagel and sit down. <laughs> It's fine. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people think like, you. We don't have to be friends. Yeah. To still respect each other, to still can work together. Like, no. Yeah, that's true. Um, habit number seven is think to win, which I don't know if I agree with that, but they they do go on to say not only just winning for you, but how everyone can win in every situation. And so it's not possible. <laughs> All the time. That's true. That's so true. Saying, Sometimes you gotta put your foot down. More times than not, you gotta be like, no, it's just it's not. It's not always a win-win. That's true. That's true. I don't feel like that's realistic. Yeah, but it's just saying that they think oftentimes in office environments we're afraid to let someone else win because that it'll look like a defeat for us. Oh, I've never had that thought process. But I guess people could think that. I don't think I've ever been in a situation to have that either. Well, I mean, me either. But I feel like if there was a decision and I said my two cents, but they wanted to go with B. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't take it to heart. Me either. I feel like that to me is when you're taking stuff more personal. Yeah. Because it's like, if they don't go with my idea, that doesn't mean my idea was bad. I don't believe it's a bad idea. You just felt like that one was better. Right. Or you felt like that was the most appropriate for the situation. I don't right. know. I feel like for me, professionally, I do have a high level of confidence. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I think it's important to just know your worth and know your skill set. Because, like, ain't nothing anyone can tell me that can make me feel any type of way. Mm-hmm. At any job I've ever had, there's nothing anyone can tell me that would make me, like, hurt my feelings or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I know who I am. <laughs> I know my skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, you're lucky to have me. Mm-hmm. And... I think for me, the only time where it's like I say something and it goes a different way is like it just depends on if it's better for the client and if we're trying to deal with office politics with the client so that, you know, we can get 
more business or something like that. That's the only time that's ever happened with me. And it's like, in that situation, get it. It's about business. It's about money. It's like, all right, you got to do a little extra, whatever, fine. Um, so I think that's the only time I've ever been in a situation like that. But like you said, to me, it don't feel like defeat. It's just like, all right, keep pushing that. Right. I don't take it that hard where it feels like defeat. Yeah, me either. Um, so those were the, the total seven um, habits. What do you, are you, are, did we co- not cover any politics um, habits that you have in the office? I mean, like I said, I don't like to engage too much. Mm-hmm. I feel like you, for me, I engage enough to kind of like the the default level you have to. Because mm-hmm. to me, you can't not participate. Mm-hmm. It's depending on your environment. Yeah. Because every job culture is different. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like you can't not participate. Yeah. But I feel a good way. I'm just giving you guys a couple of tips mm-hmm. of how to maneuver people in the office. Mm-hmm. One, honesty cuts down so much BS mm-hmm. where you can be honest because mm-hmm. your directness and honesty mm-hmm. shuts people down. True. And so like people tossing their passive aggressive stuff at you, cut it with honesty mm-hmm. and it'll stop. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like when people start doing maneuvering stuff like that, mm-hmm. I find the best way when people doing that like nasty office politics, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I find honesty mm-hmm. the best way. And personally I find you just being good. I will always say this. Yeah. And I will keep believing this. When people worry too much about what other people doing, mm-hmm. that's the first step of their failure. True. Because instead of you working on your skill set, making sure your stuff is in order, mm-hmm. your things that you're responsible for are like A1, you're so busy trying to diminish people's light, mm-hmm. then your stuff naturally just starts to slip. Yeah. Because you're not focused on you. You focus on what everybody else is doing. Yeah. So on top of... Um, being direct, make sure you are in a good place all the time because no one can ever take that away from you. Mm-hmm. Like, if people don't like you or whatever, they can they can never say you're not a good worker. They can never say your work isn't, you know, excellent. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. I think definitely just always, I guess, for me, not being positive but having an optimistic attitude. So it's like, even if something isn't going your way, not feeling defeated, feeling like, look, I'm about to just get this work done as best as I can, boom, bang, period. Like, I think that's the, that's how I get through when I'm dealing with crap in the office. I'm just like, all right, let's keep it pushing. Like, there's no need to keep going back and forth about something. If I can't change it, then let's come to a resolution and keep pushing to the next one because I'm too busy to be having 50 million meetings about the same thing. And then not coming to an agreement. So it's like, let's just agree to something and then keep going from there so I can get the rest of my work done. So I just try to always go into things like with the optimistic view and willing to compromise um, in any situation. Because oftentimes in my position, we're like the redheaded stepchild and we're always added in last, but then they ask for the most from us. And so it's just like, it, there are often times where it's like pushback where it's like, no, y'all asked for this too late. It's not going to happen. And so it's like being honest about that and not, cause me, I some, I used to like over It's like, oh yeah, I can get it done tomorrow. And I'm like, nah, cause you asked me at the last minute. No, I can't get it done till next week. And if you needed it by this week, that's your fault. So, I think just being honest about that and not shifting your priorities based on other things, unless it's necessary, because you don't always get to keep your way, but being strong on your opinions when it's appropriate, I think is definitely important. I think that's just sometimes, I think that's also just keeping people accountable. I keep people accountable at work. Yeah. Because dealing with like tight deadlines and stuff, especially when I make my schedule clear, mm-hmm. unless it's an emergency, and that's just it. Everything is not an emergency. Right. You have to wait. Right. Or you need to have better time management. Don't yeah. let people bully y'all. Mm-hmm. Girls, they will. <laughs> Don't let older people make you feel some type of way because they mm-hmm. love to do that too. <laughs> right. Like, I work with people who always reference how young I am, so I reference how old they are anytime I can. <laughs> Because frankly, you shouldn't even be referencing my age, right? right? Mm-hmm. But if you you think it's so funny, then I'll talk about how old you are and we just laugh together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably more the nasty office politics side. <laughs> but I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Fire with fire. 
Not all the time. Just I mean, sometimes it works. Sometimes you know what I mean. But that category, you call the young year old. You know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> like they'll say stuff like, "Oh, um, well, yeah." Because I've been in the industry. I remember in the '90s we used to do it this way. And like, I'm okay. the type of person where like I don't bring up my age because I don't think it's relevant. Mm-hmm. I don't. What does it have to do with anything? Right. And they be like, "I don't want to know how old you were." In the 90s. And I'm like, well, what year? Because I wasn't born until 92. <laughs> so how you feeling? Because it shouldn't matter. It, yeah. Even if you brought up, that's how they did in the 90s. You shouldn't now look at me and go, well, how old were you? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the same way where it's like, if I'm talking about the 70s, it's like, were you 20 then? Or 10? <laughs> like, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. The yeah. point is, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes, like, I rep hard for the millennial professional, Mm-mm. especially when like we're not twelve as some people think we are. Like the yeah. oldest millennial is like thirty seven, I think, or thirty eight, yeah, something like that. Like, uh, <laughs> we grow. <laughs> we are not yeah. young anymore. Like, yeah. we're not and that young. Even then, they be trying to like put in what is it after us? I think Gen X or whatever, Z. No, not X. It's Z. Yeah, they're Z. not millennials. They I have to say that as well. Us. I'm like, that's not us. I don't know what they talking about. Like, I have no idea. Because <laughs> I, um, because uh, one of my uh, bosses, bosses talking about his kids and was referencing me. I'm like, I was like, do you realize like myself and your children we're in two different generations? Right. Like, I had to explain. Like, I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, they like, always try to do that. I don't know why, but I'm just like, mm mm, not us. Because they be like, you don't remember a time without email. Yes, I do. I don't <laughs> even really think that. I've been having to I tell people. I remember when I got my first email address. What you I remember. I keep having to tell people, like, like uh, one time we were talking about uh, tape players. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you don't even know anything about that. I'm like, actually, I do. I had a tape player, <laughs> I had 18s on it. Then we got CDs. Right. I had a CD player. Right, right. Um, I didn't have an iPod. And it till was like a shuffle till middle school. Right. Yeah. So relax. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a cell phone, and my first cell phone was a prepaid block phone. Like <laughs> right. I am not the generation who gets an iPhone when they turn that eight. First phone, right? Oh my gosh. I got a Virgin Mobile prepaid <laughs> purple. Not even color phone. <laughs> I couldn't text. Right. Oh it my was God. nothing. We and that's why I try to explain to people. We grew up during the transitional period. So we, so still we remember got the time, time before, wasn't before and the time after. So okay. yes, I can't help you with your computer or your phone because you don't know what you're doing. But I also do remember the time before. This. I w- didn't have a tablet at six months. <laughs> so, do you know what right, I mean? Like right. I had a razor phone. Mm-hmm. I remember three hundred fifty text messages a month. <laughs> I kept getting pissed because I kept going over. over and I kept begging her, please give me unlimited texting. <laughs> she didn't get texting. I wasn't really text till I went to college, guys, mm-hmm. and that was like. 2010. Right. So she was not for Now my parents, because I still live with my parents, they be texting me in that same house. I'm like, can y'all just talk or yell across the house like you used to? Why would you, why yell? When they, then they gotta maybe do it more than once you don't hear them. Texting is, I am glad texting. My mother used to get pissed at me because I used to call the house phone. <laughs> I, well, no, I don't have a phone in my room. But especially if I'm oh, working. On my cell phone. I no, will call the I'm house working, phone. No, I'm saying if they're trying to get me. I don't have a house phone in my room. But if I'm working, my phone is on silence, so you're still not going to get me. So you're better off speaking to me than trying to text me, or you'll never get me if you call the house phone, because I don't never answer that thing. Nah. But, so i read rather just be like, just come knock on my door and no, ask me whatever you want to ask me. No, I'll just wait till you text me back. <laughs> no, I'm not, if I'm comfortable, no. <laughs> I read the Y'all don't live in a one bedroom. I got to come all the way. If I'm in the basement, I got to come in. If I'm in the well, room, if you're in the basement, I got I to come up the steps. But they be in their room and I be in my room. That's still a box. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a decent sized hallway. It's not like your doors are right next to each other. She got to come out, go up the little steps. Like there's a whole maneuver process to get to your room. And if I'm comfortable. In my bed, absolutely, I'm going to text you. I'm not going to yell because if your door is shut and you're working, then I got to go, seven, seven. No, I'm going to text you. I'm more likely to hear and respond. I will wait until you respond. Because <laughs> then when they do end up like coming to my room, they be like, you ain't forgiving my text. I'm like, no. Like, why didn't you just come talk to me like you're doing now? You don't even like them in your room like that. 
I don't, but if you want something, knock on my door. <laughs> she like, said, I don't, but tell me what you need. Yeah, just knock on my door and tell me what you want. Like, it wouldn't it be better since you don't want them in there that they text you? I ain't never say come in the room. <laughs> I say knock on the door. For that reason alone, I'm texting you. you. I can't even cross the threshold. Oh, I, I gotta deep. knock and be like, hey. It's not that deep. What do you want for dinner? <laughs> And it don't ever be that question. <laughs> Y'all heard that? They will call me while they're out if they're getting something and ask me if I want something. Well, but that's still a nice courtesy. No, that is, yeah. But they never, like, yelling for me to ask me what I want to do. It's them. an example. I don't know <laughs> the conversation you have with your parents, Sydney. <laughs> I don't know I'm why saying, they text you or knock on your door. It was an example. I know, but I'm just saying, when Sheesh. we're in the same house, I prefer... For them to just come speak to me the good old fashioned way. That's just my preference. Or we used to have intercoms a while ago. I don't know where those things went. But Back to the intercom story. <laughs> Probably in the trash somewhere. But guys, if we didn't cover any ways that you handle office politics, let us know. As always, you know, you can email us topic suggestions or questions that you have that you want us to cover on the show at goodgirlsgamebadly at gmail.com keep up with our Instagram throughout the week for our questions of the week and any other announcements that we have and as always this is Good Girls Behaving Badly bringing you the good and the bad of every week